thrusting floor and the move of God. We cry, our fall will come. Surely come, oh God, and you will shake the heavens and fill your house with glory. Turn the shame of the outcast into praise. Now all creation groans and waits for the spirit and the pride to say the words that your heart has longed to hear. So ourselves of ourselves we ask you to come we ask you to come we ask you to come Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I said, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. We praise you, God. We praise you this morning. We thank you, Father, for your goodness and mercy and grace. We thank you for life and health and breath. We thank you for your peace and your joy, Father, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. So glad to have everybody here online and in this room. God is a great God, and He is a mighty God. He's going to do mighty things. He's going to speak to us today, O oh God, in the name of Jesus. Lord, we need you to have your way, God. We need you to have your way, God, in this service right now, Lord, at this moment in time, O oh God. We need you, your perfect will to be done in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Hallelujah, la bocosa say. Jesus, we love you today. We love you today. We love you today. We love you today. Hallelujah, hallelujah. So glad everybody could be back. Amen. We miss those that are not here, but we know where they are, and God knows where they are. Amen. They have to be uh, at weddings and, and different places, but God is still here. He didn't leave because the pastor left. Amen. We follow Him. We have a relationship with Him. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Real quickly on our announcements, there's just a couple. Move the mission deadline, August 21st. That's fast, quickly approaching. If you don't know what move the mission is, that's the old, what they call sheaves for Christ. Amen. And so we, if you have a, if you have an offering, if you feel like the Lord's leading you, to give to that, I encourage you to get that in by then. Okay, and then the, the only other announcement is that on Labor Day, 
that Monday on Labor Day, the uh, Beckers will be having a barbecue at their home on that wonderful and awesome grill that we gave the pastor. Hallelujah. So, so let's all make plans to be there if we can. I realize that others may other have other plans, but we are going to do our level best to be there, and so we're going to have a great time at the Beckers. Amen. Amen. Let's let's worship the Lord together this morning. Oh, magnify the Lord, for He is worthy to be praised. And oh, magnify the Lord, for He is worthy to be praised. Hosanna. Blessed be the rock, blessed be the rock of my salvation. Hosanna, blessed be the rock, oh blessed be the rock of my salvation. Oh magnify the Lord. For He is worthy to be praised. Oh, magnify the Lord. For He is worthy to be praised. Hosanna, oh, blessed be the rock. Oh, blessed be the rock of my salvation. Hosanna, blessed be the rock. Oh, blessed be the rock of my salvation. Hosanna, blessed be the rock. Oh, blessed be the rock of my salvation. Hosanna, oh, blessed be the rock. Oh, blessed be the rock of my salvation. Hosanna, oh, Jesus is my rock. Oh, Jesus is the rock of my salvation. Hosanna, Jesus is my rock. Oh, Jesus is the rock of my salvation. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father, for being our rock and our fortress, our shepherd, our shield, our defense, our strong tower. Thank you, Father, for being there, Lord God, when we need you, O oh God. You are an ever-faithful God. You are an ever-faithful God, a never-wavering God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, let the glory of the Lord rise among us. Let the glory of the Lord rise among us. Let the praises of the King rise among us. Let it rise. Let it rise. Let the songs of the Lord 
Rise among us. Let the songs of the Lord rise among us. Let the joy of the King rise among us. Let it rise. Oh, let it rise. Oh, let it rise. Hallelujah. Oh, let the glory of the Lord rise among us. Let the glory of the Lord, oh, rise among us. Let the praises of the King Rise among us, let it rise, let it rise. Oh, let the songs of the Lord rise among us. Let the songs of the Lord rise among us. Let the joy of the King rise among us. Let it rise, oh, let it rise. Oh, let it rise. Lord, we love you today, Father. We honor you. We lift up your name, O oh God. The name of Jesus is to be lifted up and glorified and magnified in all the earth right now in this service with the fruit of our lips giving praise unto your name, O oh God. Let your name be praised. Let your name be glorified. Let your name be magnified, O oh God, in this earth, O oh God. Hallelujah, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Because of who you are, I give you glory. Because of who you are, I give you praise. Because of who you are, I will lift my voice and say, Lord, I worship you because of who you are. Lord, I worship you. Because of who you are, Jehovah Jireh, my provider, Jehovah Nisi, Lord, you reign in victory, Jehovah Shalom, my Prince of Peace. And I worship you because of who you are. Because of who you are, I give you glory. Because of who you are, I give you praise. Because of who you are. I will lift my voice in prayer. Lord, I worship you 
because of who you are. Lord, I worship you because of who you are. Jehovah Jireh, my provider. Jehovah Nisi, Lord, you reign in victory. Jehovah Shalom, my Prince of Peace, and I worship you because of who you are. Jehovah Jireh, my provider, Jehovah Nisi, Lord, you reign in victory, Jehovah Shalom, my Prince of Peace, and I worship you because of who you are. Lord, I worship you because of who you are. Can we just worship Him right now, Lord Jesus? Oh, just because You are who You are, God. You are our peace, oh God. You are our strength. You are our shepherd and our shield, our defense. You are our strong tower, Lord. You are our best friend, oh God. There's no one like You in this world. No one can love us like You love us unconditionally, God. We so thank You, God. We so very much want to thank You. We want to lift up our voices, oh God, the fruit of our lips given praise into your name. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. We want to give you the highest praise. We want to give you the highest praise, the glory, the honor, and the power. It all belongs to you, Jesus. Thank you, God. Thank you for being our God. Thank you for being our Father. Thank you for being our Savior and our healer, Lord Jesus. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Hallelujah, amen. It's so honored and privileged to have Brother Drexel, and I don't believe that Brother Becker would have even asked if he hadn't heard from God for this man to be here to minister to us today. And I believe that He's going to bring a word from heaven for us. I believe that God doesn't just call men to just preach good sermons. I believe God sends them with a word from Him. And so we need to be ready, willing, and able to have our hearts open, our minds open to receive whatever God has given this man to speak to us today in Jesus' name. Brother John. Bible already. I'm sorry. <laughs> Thank you for having us here, me here this morning. I say us. Usually my wife and kids travel with me, um, but uh, they were at an event at church this morning for Sunday school, and uh, my kids did not want to miss that, so uh, they weren't able to be with me today. But it is good to be in the house of the Lord, and I do feel a presence of the Lord even in our worship. I know that when we mention His name, 
that's as close as he is, as close as the mention of his name. Amen. And so when we're in a, a time of need and when, we're, when we gather together, we can call on his name and there he is in our midst. Amen. Would you lift your hands one more time with me as we go to the, uh, this sermon? Lord God, I pray, God, that you would be here with us this morning. Thank you for your faithfulness, Jesus. Thank you for your faithfulness, Jesus. God, that even at the mention of your name, God, you are that close to us, Jesus. God, in the midst, God, of every trial, God, in the midst of every circumstance, Jesus, you are there with us, God. God, and we lift our voice to you and our hearts to you, God, and we ask, God, that you would speak to us, God. Encourage us, Jesus, and lift us up, God. God, draw us closer to you today, Jesus. Oh, we love you, Lord. We love you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord. Oh, we love you, Lord, Jesus. Praise you, Lord. Again, thank you for having uh, me here this morning. I already Somebody already told me that I'm young, so I already appreciate being here, so thank you. <laughs> Compliments already. I do appreciate that. Uh, I do want to give honor to your pastor and his family. Uh, we went to church together in, in Eau Claire, and uh, that's how we got to know each other over the year, years, and uh, his wife, of course, the sweet, sweet lady, and, and his kids as well, so it is a privilege to be here with you. Do you believe the word of the Lord? Amen. Good, because that's where I'm preaching from this morning, <laughs> scripture, and uh, and I would uh, let's go to Hebrews chapter eleven. <clears throat> you know this this passage probably very well. Hebrews chapter eleven, the the faith chapter, if you will. And this morning I'll be preaching on faith. And my question uh, is my title: How's your faith? I believe that our faith, the faith that has saved us, is also the faith that keeps us. And I don't, I, I believe that we try to complicate life enough by going through life, all the things that come our way, all the challenges that come our way, and, and we're constantly trying to figure out what is going on or, or what's our next step. But I do believe that the Lord has given us the ability to go back to where we be- began, to our faith. Without faith, we know that it is impossible to please Him. But without faith, we would not have received repentance. We wouldn't have been able to go through our repentance. We would not have received the gift of the Holy Ghost. We would not have been able to believe in the power of the blood of Jesus when we went down in the waters of baptism. Amen? And so it's faith that keeps us. Hebrews chapter 11, 1 through 3. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it the elders obtained a good report. Through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by what? The Word of God. I know that this is a Word church. I know that Brother Becker loved the Word of God when I knew him in Eau Claire. He loved the Word of God in time he taught. It was, it was very rooted in the Word of God. For through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the Word of God, so that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. I won't make you stand the whole time. Go ahead and be seated um, as we preach. <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, I, I enjoy speaking in uh, a small congregation. It feels intimate and it feels like we can go on this this uh, walk together to, to the Lord. I never assumed to stand in a pulpit 
being the, the one uh, that knows everything about Scripture. I'm seeking the will of the Lord just like the rest of you are. I'm lear- learning and striving to get closer and closer to Him. But if you're like me on this journey of faith, there are questions that come into our minds at times, right? And usually it just depends on what we're going through and the things that are coming against us, these trials that we may face. But my faith at times can come under attack. Am I the only one? Just just me today. All right. But there are times where I question certain things. Why, Lord, this? Or why is this going on in my life? Or why haven't you opened up this door for me? And I've learned this, and, and you probably have too, that the timing of the Lord is perfect, and He knows what He is doing. But Scripture has to bring me back to this place where I have to understand that He is the one that's in control. Not me. Right? Not me. Now, I like to be in control. Right? I do. I want to know that when I start my car, or when I put my key in the car and turn it, it's going to start. I have faith that that's going to happen. But if it's not, I'm going to do what I can to make sure that it does happen. It's That vehicle is going to bend to my will. Right? Now, vehicles can be stubborn. So when they are, then I call in somebody who's got more expertise than I do. And if it still doesn't work, then I take it to the scrapyard and I get a new one. I'm going to be in control of that, right? Anybody else? (laughs) Verse 6 tells us that without faith, it is impossible to please Him, right? What else does it say? But without faith, it is impossible, this is verse 6, it is impossible to please Him, for that he that comes to God must, what, believe. First, he must believe that he is. First. We just have to believe that he is. That's the first step. And I'm not going to stop there. I'm not, I'm not saying that I'm one of these guys that believes that you just have to believe and then everything else is okay. We know that our faith takes us further than that. God has called us out of this world into his marvelous light. But that is not where we stop. We continue in him. Right? We continue in Him. He calls us out of this world, and by faith we believe that He is, and that He is a what? A rewarder of them that diligently seek Him. And so, what does that mean? A rewarder. What does that really mean? Have you thought about this? Well, if He's called us out of this world, there must be something better a stability. A security. What is it? It's an eternal security. Correct? That He is a rewarder. So what does He reward us with? Well, He rewards us with forgiveness. Once we walk into repentance, right? We must believe when we come to Him and He's calling us to repentance. God, I'm laying aside my past. Now, this is... This can be tricky, too, because I'm predisposed to certain things in my life, right? I have certain tendencies. I have certain things that, that attack me differently than they probably attack you. Different things in my life. Lust of the flesh, uh, desires of our, of our will, uh, things that, that the world tries to drag us into. We all have our different things. But the Lord is saying, I can take you from where you were in your flesh into a new place. Now that you believe in me, now it's time for you to receive me. And so, and I I know I'm taking you through the basics of repentance, baptism, and gift of the Holy Ghost. 
But that's where we need to return when we find ourselves questioning our faith. What got us here? Our faith in Jesus Christ. And His ability to resurrect our souls. Amen? His ability to take us from where we were to a newness in Him. Now, I have a couple kids. They are 12 and 10. I have a son that's 12 and a daughter who's 10. Uh, And maybe you have kids too. I don't know. But if you do, you know and you can relate to some of these things. Uh, They don't always like to clean their rooms. Anybody else? (laughs) Have kids like this? And so at night, when I walk into the rooms, I do expect them to be clean because when I come and say goodnight to them, I don't want to step on every single Lego from the door to the bed. Anybody else have an ice, ice pick stuck in your toe? That's what a Lego feels like, okay? Especially when you're not expecting it. And so I put a little bit of faith in my kids to make sure that there's at least a pathway for their dad. Right? At least give me a pathway. My son's into these pulling pranks on his dad now, I guess. And so uh, one night he rigged up this little mechanism that was about this far off the floor across the doorway. And we don't, he didn't have any lights on in the room and, or in the hallway, so I didn't really know what was going on. And I came in there, and he had this little alarm set up so that when I <laughs> walked in there, first of all, yes, it tripped me, but it also set off this blaring <laughs> alarm. And, of course, he was sitting there waiting the whole time. Not, and, uh, I, you know, I went in expecting one thing, and I got something completely different. Okay. Of course, he was laying there laughing, of course, having, having a great old time. And, and we did have a good laugh about it. Um, and I didn't really even discipline him because it was actually pretty smart the way that he <laughs> lined it all up. But why do I say that? It's just an analogy, right? Sometimes when we're walking through life and we have faith and we're walking with the Lord and we're reading and we're praying and there's a certain expectation and then it doesn't come to pass the way that we expected, our faith is challenged. Amen? Our faith is challenged. And it's almost like the enemy of our souls, and I'm not going to give the enemy too much credit because I can get in enough trouble just by myself. I don't need the enemy's help. But it's almost as if, as if there's times where our enemy of, the, of our flesh has set up these traps and we're expecting to walk this path and something trips us up. And it's like the enemy of our soul is even just laughing in our ear. Look what you did. You fell. You failed. Where is your faith now? And so it's good for us to ask ourselves when we sit in, a, in church and, and as we go to the Lord in prayer and as we're reading, how is my faith today? What is it looking like? Has the devil, has, has my own flesh, has my surroundings, has it stolen my joy in, in my faith and my trust in God? Or can I get back up, dust myself off, laugh at the situation, and continue to walk in faith, believing that the God who has rescued me from my sin is also the God who will keep me as I walk through this life. Amen? I should not get to this place where I'm so confident that I cannot fail and that I'm not, that I'm not 
infallible anymore, that I, I can't fall, that I'm just so confident that I can walk through this life with arrogance and pride, as the Scripture tells us, that pride before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. And so the even, you know, I grew up in the church and I know what the Scripture says. I know the what God has come to do for us as many of you may know as well, that He came to seek and to save those who were lost, and such were some of us. Matter of fact, such were all of us in, in our sin and our iniquity. He came to seek out us in the middle of whatever filth and whatever situation that we were in. I, I understand these things. But I cannot let my pride, be, no matter how much Scripture I actually know, Lead me to the place that says I don't need to check my spirit. And I don't need to continue to go to the cross and ask for forgiveness. A pastor, a preacher, a singer, anyone, all of us, we must continually go to the cross and say, God, you saved me once. And here I am again. And my faith has been shaken in my situation. But God, bring me back to a place where I'm in complete surrender to you because I need you. This is a daily prayer. We must continually walk in faith, believing. Amen? You with me still this morning? So we're taken from our faith, and our faith is what leads us to repentance. And this repentance requires faith. Can one truly take away the sins of the world? Even the darkest thing. This is a question. As, as you go, and I heard you talking about Bible studies this morning. What a wonderful topic to talk about. Spreading, if we have one thing to do in this world, and that is to spread the gospel and share the gospel with this world. But there is a question in this world today that says, who can take away the darkness and the depths of my sin? We as Pentecostals, we as as believers in the Lord must be able to answer this question. And when my faith is shaken, can I still go to this world and say, your faith can make you whole? Amen. We have to be able to answer that. And I know that it's more than just having the Bible study memorized, as you were saying this morning. It's, it's more than just knowing enough Scripture. We have to have a faith that is convincing. If I come up to you and I shake your hand and say, it's nice to meet you with a frown on my face, what are you going to think? Something other than what I just said, Right? <laughs> And if we tell the world that there is a God who can save us from our sins, but we live a life that does not show that, what are we actually saying? I heard something recently that says, actions speak louder than words. You've you've heard that. But reactions speak louder than both of those things. And our reaction to the troubles and the trials and the things that we go through in life shows much more than what we say and what we do when we just show up to church or we're we're an usher or a greeter or a singer or a preacher. Our reactions to life circumstances are going to show a lot more than what I say in the church building. Something to think about. What's my reaction when I have troubles in life? And so I must ask myself, where's my faith? Is it strong in Him? Do I still believe what I believed at the first day that He called me out of darkness? 
Am I still confident in believing that this God that we serve walked a lonely road to Calvary and hung on a cross for my sins? Do I still believe it? Do you still believe it? Do you believe it strong enough, even in the middle of your darkness, to be able to tell the world that Jesus has come to save them from their sins? And beyond that, we must believe that there was a comforter that was promised to us when, when the Lord went to heaven. He says, I will send a comforter. And that comforter is what? The Holy Ghost. It's the Spirit of God that is poured out where they waited on the Holy Ghost to be poured out with the initial evidence of speaking in tongues. Do you believe that? Is this a tongue-speaking church? <laughs> we believe it because that's what the Word of God says. But our faith is what brought us there to believe it in the first place. So now He has forgiven us and He's walked us through repentance and we've been filled with the Holy Ghost. And if you don't have the Holy Ghost this morning, today's a perfect day to receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. And if you haven't, haven't spoken in tongues in a long time or prayed in the Spirit, today's a perfect day to get to the place where we are walking in the Spirit again. And so when I ask you today, how's your faith? It is a good question for all of us to ask. And so when we begin to question, well, is... And, and so this is another question that the world struggles with. Is the Holy Ghost for today? Have you heard this? Is speaking in tongues really the initial evidence of being filled with the Spirit? Can you answer that question? And if you can answer that question, do you still believe it today? Even when the world around us seems to have a much louder voice, do you still believe it? And then beyond that, we go into this baptism in, in water. What a wonderful day that was. I got a chance to baptize my daughter a couple, uh, a couple years ago now. What an experience that was. Now, she's a little more shy. My son is an extrovert. He's never met an, uh, a stranger. And he wanted to be baptized in front of everybody and celebrate. And it was a wonderful day. I had a, the opportunity to baptize him as well. Um, but my daughter was, was much more shy. And she says, Dad, I want to be baptized. I want to be baptized. Kept on, kept on, kept on. We walked through it. We talked through it. She understood. Um, but she said, I won't get baptized unless I can do it on a Saturday when nobody else is around. <laughs> and I struggled with it at first. I really did. But then I, I began, as I was praying about it, and my wife and I were talking about it, I began to realize that this young child who has faith, Faith. And, and you know, the faith of a child and the innocence of a child is something that, uh, I don't know if you're like me, I wish I could recapture at times. Because there really wasn't any question. And so I'm like, who am I to stand in the way of this child being baptized on a Saturday rather than a Sunday? And we, so we, we invited whoever she wanted to invite, which was just the family. And we baptized her in the name of Jesus. And the faith that it took me or my son to get baptized on a Sunday in front of a bunch of people was the same faith that it took my daughter to step into the baptistry on a Saturday when nobody else was around. But it was still a wonderful experience where the Lord came in and he washed away her sins. And I would hope that as a church we don't get so stuck on traditional things and religion that we can't see beyond what the Lord has done in our lives and what He's trying to do in this world. 
it might look a little bit different than it did when I grew up. Right? It might look just a little bit different. But I will tell you this, the Lord, He remains the same yesterday, today, and forever. Amen? He is consistent. He never changes. He is faithful. And so this God who washed away my sins, the God that washed away your sins, is the same God that will wash away the sins of this world. If it looks a little bit different, He's still the same God. And in the end, He's the one who has it all in His control. Amen? Would you believe that with me this morning? Thank you, Jesus. So this faith is what is continually propelling us forward. It is what we live for. A relationship with Jesus Christ. Not because we're going to get to walk on streets of gold someday, but it's because we're going to be with Him. This One, this Savior, who saved me from my sins, assure destruction, he has brought me out of the depths of my despair. And so the question remains, do you still believe? Take a second. Ask yourself this right now. You don't have to say it out loud. You don't have to tell me where you're at with your walk with God. How's your faith this morning? Ask yourself. And you can answer within yourselves too. But this is something that is a daily thing and we need to continue to ask in Deuteronomy chapter 1, if you would turn, I sh- I'm sorry it's taken me so long to get to more scripture. I told you I'm preaching from the Word this morning, so let me do that. Deuteronomy chapter 1, 6 through 8, this is where Moses is talking to Israel on the, on the side of Jordan before they go into the promised land. And when we move down to verse verse 6, He says this, The Lord our God spake unto us in Horeb, saying, I I love this. Would you just, just, just read this part? Ye have dwelt long enough in this mountain. As I was reading this, I thought, this is a word for the church. If you're struggling in your faith, if you're struggling in your situation, hear the word of the Lord today. You have dwelt long enough where you are. Your faith can make you whole. You may not have the confidence to believe, but this is where when we're lacking confidence and we're lacking faith, we go to Him who is the author and the finisher of our faith. Amen? And so when He says to me, you've been here long enough, You've struggled with your situation long enough. You've wrestled and turmoiled with, with whatever it is in your life long enough. Now it is time for you to walk in faith into the promise. Verse 7 says, turn you and take your journey. Go to the mount of the Amorites and unto all the places nigh thereunto in the plain in the hills and in the vale in the south and by the seaside to the land of the Canaanites and unto Lebanon, unto the great river, the river Euphrates. What do you see here in this verse? What I see is that God has a promise that is much bigger than we could have ever imagined. The enemy might have looked like monsters, giants in the land, but what he's telling me is that this promise that he's given us is much bigger than anything that we could imagine. So wherever your faith is today, take it, hold on to it, 
and move past where you currently are. Maybe you don't have the strength to do it yourself, but there is a God who moved you once before, and He can move you once again. The faith that took to save us is the faith that will continue to keep us. Amen. Don't you love Scripture? Behold, verse 8, I have set the land before you. Go in and possess the land. He's telling us, go take it. By faith, we have the weapons of our warfare. And He has already won the victory. He has already procured the victory for us. And so now He says, go and possess the land which the Lord swear unto your fathers. I, I would stop there for a moment and ask you, what promises do you have that haven't been fulfilled because we've lost faith? Ask yourself, are there some promises that the Lord has given you in prayer and reading and in your time with Him that just haven't come to pass because we've lost sight of our faith? But I love these three verses where Moses is telling us, you've been here long enough and that there is a promise that's much bigger than anything that we could have imagined. And so now in verse 8, Behold, I have set the land before you. Go in. Possess the land which the Lord has promised you. Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, to give unto them and to the seed after them. Amen. Go to Romans chapter 3 with me if you would. Brother Becker said I have until 3 o'clock, so we're in it for a long run. <laughs> I'm kidding. He didn't say that. Romans chapter 3, verse 3. What does this say here? For what if some do not believe, did not believe, shall their unbelief make the faith of God without effect? What do I, I'm, this is what I hear when I'm reading this verse. And this is not open to interpretation. I'm not trying to interpret, to interpret the Bible as unto Bud, right? For what if some did not believe? So what if the world or those around you don't believe? Shall their unbelief make the faith of God without effect? No. The world did not save me from my sin. The world has not promised me anything that they can actually bring to pass. The world has not, uh, has not been here in my troubles and my, in my low points. The world did not come to me when I was in my darkest moment of sin and say, I have redemption for you. No, the world continually throws stones and casts down uh, the Bible and, and our faith and says, there is no God. There is no stability in this Word of God. Does that mean that God doesn't exist? Does that mean that, that the Word of God isn't true? Not at all. We have a God who has existed forever and ever. And when He speaks, things happen. When He comes into your life and you have faith to receive what He has promised, things begin to happen. And so I'm challenging you today and I'm asking you today, wherever you are, the Word of God is telling us to move out of there in faith and receive the promise that He's given to us. 
And even if the world tells us that it's not going to happen, it doesn't mean that that's the way it happens. What is the word of the Lord? I will believe the report of the what? The Lord. Amen. Do you believe with me this morning? The world didn't give it. And the world can't take it away. The world seeks temporary pleasures. But the people of God, they seek for eternal treasures. What Scripture tells us is where your treasure is, what there will your heart be. Verse 4 of chapter 3 in Romans. God forbid. Let God be true and never man a liar. And so when the world starts to get into your head and tell you things that you, you shouldn't be listening to, remember this. Let God be true and never man a liar. It might look pretty, right? What the world has to offer, it might look pretty. And it might be tempting. And it might try to draw us out of this. But let God be true and every man a liar. As it is written, that thou might be justified in thy saying, in these sayings. I couldn't write, read my own writing, so I have to go back up here. <laughs> that thou mightest be justified in thy sayings and mightest overcome when thou art judged. Amen. The world may make a strong case for why our faith is foolishness. But let every man be a liar and God be true. It's interesting to me that the world is always looking for proof, evidence, and a sign, right? I mean, I'm human. I, I want a sign, too. I, I want to see things, right? I, I want to see it, and, and I struggle. You've got to show me the proof, right? I, in, my, in, my, in my job, um, I have several people that I manage. And if I'm having difficulty with an employee, um, and we have to have a time where we sit down and say, okay, here's the plan. You're going to start following what the company has asked us to do, and if you don't, then we'll take another path, okay? <laughs> and then it's always interesting to me, and, and especially with uh, you know newer employees who come in thinking they know everything, uh, it's always interesting to me that within a week or two, they come back and they say, I'm doing amazing. Don't you trust me now? And I'm like, well, it's been a week, and I've talked to you once, and I, I haven't actually seen anything happen yet. So maybe in your heart you feel like, but my answer is I need to see the proof, right? This is, it's human nature. We want to see. But I'm, I'm amazed at this. I was, as I was driving down, it's a beautiful drive from Eau Claire to here. It really is. I've always enjoyed the drive down here. And as I was just kind of meditating on the Word of God and, and kind of what was going to happen here this morning, what we were going to say, I was thinking, the world is looking for proof all the time in the supernatural, in the things of God. But as I'm looking around, I'm like, look at the trees and the hills and even nature. It, it cries out His existence. It proclaims his existence. If you look into the sky and you see the stars, and you know that those same stars were in the Word because He has promises to Abraham that even your seed will be like what? The stars in the sky, the sands on the beaches, all of these things. It's evidence crying out 
who God truly is, and yet we're still looking from, for some sort of sign. But God, and, and if we just open our eyes and we see, and if we even look at your hands and you, and you think of the amazing brain that he put in, even if it doesn't work like mine sometimes, uh, those same people that I manage may question that uh, at times. <laughs> but if we're looking for evidence and we're looking for a sign, it's all around us. And that if you were to lift his hands off of us, there would be no protection and that we would be we would be dead as it, as it were without the protection of our God. And so I'm asking you today and the question is today how's your faith? How's your faith? Do you find yourself questioning everything that the word of God says? And if you do, okay, at least you're at a starting point where you still want to know. I was raised in, in, in a very strict way, and um, we were forbidden from questioning anything. I've changed my stance on that a little bit, because I've, I've learned with kids is that they truly actually want to know why. Sometimes it's disrespectful, and we have different conversations around that, right? As a father, I'll do my due diligence. But if my son and my daughter really want to know why we go to church every Sunday, I'm going to sit down and I'm going to explain it to them. Because I want them to love God forever. I don't want them just to be here because I told them to. I want a conviction and a faith that is deeply rooted. Something that I have passion for. And something that will carry me through the darkest days. I had to learn as a young man that I couldn't just be what my mom and dad wanted me to be. And I couldn't just do what they told me to do because they told me to do it. I, I understand, and I'm not teaching a parenting class. And I'm not saying do it right or wrong. All I'm saying is that I need to know for myself, and I have to have a relationship with the one who created me, the one who saved me from my sin for myself. And so do you. You have to walk with the Lord God yourself. You have to be convinced that he is the Lord of all, that he came to seek and to save you when you were lost. And maybe that's not a popular opinion here today. But when my kids ask me why, I'm going to walk them through it because I want them to know who Jesus is for themselves. I feel like by the grace of God, I'm standing here today because I didn't have the option to ask why. And so there became this point in my life where I questioned everything. Everything. And it brought me to some places I probably shouldn't have been. And I, God did not intend for me to be. But what happened is my questions about and my seeking and my continually des- my desire to know who He is brought me back to Him. And He helped me realize that my faith, the faith that saved me, is the faith that is going to continually keep me. I say all these things because I don't think it's as difficult as we sometimes make it out to be. I love studying Scripture. I love getting to know the Word of God more and more and more. But I will say this. His burden, and his, 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 the weight that we carry, it, it is light because of Him carrying it for us. And so I can take my, my questions. I can take my 
fears and I can take my doubt to him and say, God, would you carry this for me? I know there are mysteries in this word, but not so mysterious that he can't come and save me just because I don't understand everything that's being said. Amen? Amen. My my kids, and I talk about my kids because that's where I'm at right now in life. I have a boy, 12 years old. He's going into his teen years here. And for those of you who have kids that went into teen, or, or uh, it's a different, it's a change, <laughs> okay? For not only that, and for, for us, we have to look at, at life a little bit different and answer questions a little bit differently. But I love how the Lord draws a lot of these pictures for us. And when I'm, when I'm in my walk with God, there are certain stages that I go through. And every time I go through a new phase in, in my walk with God, He is patient and caring and loving, and He walks me through it. And so if you're afraid, and, I, and I, I'm wrapping up here, if you're afraid to do as in De- Deuteronomy it says, it's time to move on, verse 6, right? It says, you have dwelt long enough where you are. But if there is a little bit of fear of the unknown, I want to encourage you today to take heart and remember that where you came from to where you are now is a lot bigger gap than taking that next step. And there are promises waiting for us. I don't know what they are. I don't know where you are in your walk with God. But I can tell you this, that He is faithful and He is the same He remains the same. He's the same God that was there at your salvation. He's the same God that was there when you were filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost. He's the same God that was there when you went down in the name of of Jesus in baptism. And He's the same God that is there even now. Mark chapter 9, and this is my closing passage. Scripture of Jesus and the disciples, they're dealing with a young boy. Let's start in verse uh, 17. And one of the multitude answered and said, Master, I have brought unto thee my son, which has a dumb spirit. Put yourself in this place right now. You have a child who is going through something physical ailment or something like this and you know that your only hope is to get to Jesus, right? So I picture this man with his son who has brought his son to Jesus. In verse 18, Wheresoever he taketh him, he teareth him, and he foameth and gnasheth with his teeth and pineth away. And I spake to thy disciples that they should cast him out and they could not. And Jesus says in verse 19, O faithless generation, How long shall I be with you? How long shall I suffer you? Bring him unto me. There's a lot in this passage, and I don't have time to get real deep into this this passage, but I can say this. There are questions that Jesus starts to answer. And then how long have I been with you? And how often have I shown my faithfulness to you? And that's the question when I ask myself, how's my faith doing? I also have have to ask myself, how long has the Lord been with me and been faithful? He's always the same. He's always there. How long shall I be with you? How long shall I suffer you? But then I'm also encouraged that even though 
he had to ask that question, he was still patient enough and says, I know that you couldn't deal with that, so bring it to me. Isn't that the answer right there? (laughs) Bring your trouble to him. Verse 20, and they brought him unto him. And when he saw him, straightway the spirit tear him, and he fell on the ground and wallowed, foaming. And he asked his father, how long is it ago since this came unto him? And he said, of a child. And oftentimes it has cast him into the fire and into the waters to destroy him. If thou canst do anything, have compassion on us and help us. Do you hear the cry of this this father for his child? And Jesus said unto him, if, I love this. And this, this is kind of wrapping this whole talk up today. If thou canst believe your faith, right? Talking about faith today. If thou canst believe, all things are possible to him that believes. What a word. You could just hang it up right there and just know. All things are possible to him that believe. But we must continue. I'm sorry, we have to continue this. And straightway the father of the child cried out. There's an answer finally, right? Cried out. I don't know what he all cried out about, but I'm guessing that he finally had found an answer to something that he was seeking. But I love how he ends his conversation and he said with tears, Lord, I believe. But here's where the rest of us get sometimes. We stop there. But I love the faith of this man because what does he say next? I believe, but help thou mine unbelief. Help my unbelief. Would you stand with me? We get to this place, and maybe maybe some of you are there today or have been recently, where we still believe. God, I still believe that you saved me from my sin. And I still believe that you are God of the universe. But my faith is wavering. And maybe, and I, I know maybe, maybe you're not there today, and maybe it's for the future. That's a future word for you. But I'm wondering if you could ask, and if we could ask ourselves today, how's my faith? And just like the, the conversation that this man had with the Lord, I believe, God. I do. But help my unbelief. Help my unbelief. Help my unbelief. Let's close. I, I don't know if you come to the altar or where you go. Uh, for an altar, but I wonder if I could lead us in a prayer as we close today and as we begin to talk to the Lord. God, you saved us. You've brought us out of darkness. God, and I'm asking God that when we face our situation, God, where our faith begins to waver, would you strengthen us? Would you remind us, God, that your faithfulness that saved us, Jesus, is also what is going to carry us, Jesus. 
God, and when I get to a place, God, where my faith is, is not as strong as it should be, God, and when I, when I come to you, Jesus, and I finally bring my problems to you, Jesus, and I lay them at your feet, God, I do believe, God, that you are faithful, God. God, but you know my heart, and you see me, Jesus, and you know that I have questions, God, and you know that we struggle, God, at times, God, but would you help my unbelief, Jesus? God, take us from where we are, God, and you have challenged us this morning, God, to move beyond, God, where we currently stand, God, and to walk in faith, Jesus, so would you give us that strength this morning? God, as we lift our hands and we lift our hearts, God, and we lift our voices to you, Jesus, God, would you take us from where we are currently now, Jesus? God, and would you strengthen our faith, God? God, and would you help us to walk, Jesus, in faith, God? God, and claim the promises and the territory, God, that you've given to us, Jesus. Help my unbelief, Jesus. God, let me walk, Jesus, in faith. God, in the security, Jesus, that comes, God, and I'll walk with you, Jesus. God, would you let it be here this morning, Jesus? God, I pray, God, for this congregation, for this church, God, for those who are struggling, God. God, would you take us, God, to the next level, God, in you, God? Would you take us to a new place in you, God? Would restore, God, our faith in you, Jesus? Restore, God, our confidence, Jesus, in your word, Jesus. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for your faithfulness, oh God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, Jesus. Oh, Jesus, increase our faith today. Help our unbelief today, oh God. Hallelujah, hallelujah, Lord Jesus. You gave us that grace, that faith as a grain of mustard seed today. Hallelujah, Lord. Help us to believe you for great things. Lord, greater things, O oh God, you said that we would do. Lord Jesus, help us to believe, O oh God, that it's for us today, O oh God, that what you have promised, you will perform, and what you have promised is for us today, for this congregation, Lord, for this city, O oh God. For this county, O oh God, hallelujah, Lord, for every Bible study, Lord Jesus, uh, for every opportunity that we have, O oh God, uh, you have called us and chosen us, O oh God, uh, you've called us and faithful and chosen us, O oh God, uh, Lord, lift up our faith, O oh God. Lord, take us beyond our unbelief, O oh God, to, to a place of believing, O oh God, to, that you are real, that you are the mighty God, that you will do what you said, O oh God. And you will do exceeding abundantly above all we can ask or think. You will do it, God, in the name of Jesus. You will and you are doing it right now, Lord. You're working all things together for your good, O oh God, and for your glory in us and through us, O oh God. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. <clears throat> Jesus' name. Jesus' name, amen. Esther was called for, for such a time as she, where she was on the timeline in God's plan. Joseph was there at a time he needed to be to save the people of Israel out of that seven-year famine. And 
God sent a man like Rob Becker to this church. Not because the previous pastor was not a good pastor and not for any other reason except that's the plan and purpose and will of God. And so the Beckers are on their, on that timeline and they are here by the perfect plan and will of God. They're here for a reason. And we are here, I already said this this morning, every one of us, you need to believe this. You are, you are where you are in God because He brought you to this place. And He didn't bring us this far to leave us. He's a faithful God. Joseph felt like he left him when he was down in the dungeon thinking, okay, I didn't do anything, but here I am. We're going to feel like that sometimes. We're going to feel like God's a million miles away and he can't hear a word we say and every prayer we pray is just hitting the glass ceiling and falling to the floor. But I assure you, if you just think about your salvation experience, you think back to that day that somebody was preaching and you felt the conviction of God and you said, i got to have this. You went to that altar, you let go of that pew and you went to that altar and you prayed and God filled you with the Holy Ghost. And something happened to you when you came out of that water and baptism and you said, something's different. That's what happened to me when I came out of that East China Sea. Something changed when they called the name of Jesus over me. And it hasn't been a cakewalk for 30 plus years. By no means. And some days I feel like that. I feel like God doesn't, He's not even hearing me. But I have to, I have to encourage myself in the Lord that He is a faithful God. When I look back over my life and I look at all the places I've been, physically, spiritually, mentally, financially, and I look back and I think, and I, and I have to, I have to encourage myself that all through all of that, God has kept me. He's never let the righteous be forsaken, nor his seed begging bread. He's never. He's let us get into some tight places, but he's never let us go hungry. He's never let us go without, unless it was for his will. And God is working through the simple words of this man that God sent here to speak to us today. God's working on us. And I believe that he, I know he ministered to me specifically, personally, about things that I got going on. And I believe that he ministered into every individual life in this place because none of us know where each other is in here, but he does. And he can just simply send a man who we don't even know to just speak a word. And I believe that's what he did. And you need to take that word. You need to, as they say, run with it. Don't just acknowledge it mentally and say, okay, got that. Mark it down in your book and move on with your own life. But you need to, you need to realize God is trying to take us somewhere. Every word spoken from every man of God, whether it's somebody that's licensed or not, doesn't matter. God can send people into your life. He sent a donkey to speak to a prophet. And he'll do that for you. I'm not calling you a donkey, brother. <laughs> Praise God. I know he didn't think that, but but we are all here for a specific reason. My, in my flesh, I don't want to be here, but I'm here because I'm in the will of God. Amen? You're here 
looking at everybody. You're here in the will of God. So don't just don't just sit don't just sit on your seat in the, on the bus and wait. He wants you to get busy. We need to be busy about our Father's business, don't we? Brother Becker brought up about the fact that we're in a kingdom. And the king is the king of the kingdom. We aren't. We're his subjects. And it's our job as the subjects of the king to further his kingdom. Amen. Aren't you glad somebody told you about the gospel one day? And we all, we all were at that place where we went, oh, I don't know, man. This is kind of weird. This is not the one I'm used to. But we, we, we took what God gave us and, and he started working on us. And here we are today. Some of us could say, I've never thought I'd ever be one of these. Right? But here we are. But by the mercy and grace of God. It was just a little bit of faith that we exercised. And if all, if all it took was that little bit of faith to get to where we are today, just imagine if we just exercised our faith a little bit more. You know, he, he wasn't saying he didn't believe when he said, help thou my unbelief. To me, I, the way I read that is, help me believe more than I believe right now. I believe for this moment, for this, but I'm not satisfied with staying there. I want more. Don't you want more? Hallelujah. Father, thank you for this opportunity to be among your people, to hear this precious word from your from your kingdom, from your throne room, God, through this precious man of God. We thank you for this day. We thank you for the word spoken. We thank you for ears to hear and minds to receive and hearts to understand, O oh God, that you would take us to that next level, O oh God. Take us beyond where we are, Lord Jesus. Get us out of our comfort zones, O oh God, and into a realm, into a place where we are active in the kingdom, Lord. Activate our faith. Activate, Lord Jesus, your people. Activate your servants for your kingdom and for your glory. In all of this, we pray in Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Amen. You're dismissed in the name.